I remember. Five, three, two, one. Wait, I almost disconnected. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You are listening to Big Trouble in a Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dubs and Andy. Internet peeps, welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Doves. And I'm Andy. I gotta say, I'm so impressed with the intro of what I did. It sounds so cool when we when I play it, so I always pat myself on the back. I'm like, good Okay, job. well then, let's just cancel the show and you can just run a concert of all your music. Oh god. If I had a concert, I bet you like only two people would show up. <laughs> but uh, me, myself and I, I guess. Anyway, Andy, what the hell have you been playing, watching, or doing? Oh, nothing this week. I, I still have so much work to do around the house. I uh, I didn't even watch, I can't recall watching any, like, Hulu or Netflix or anything. Well, you, you did. You I played said D&D on Sunday. That, and you also said you watched Game Grumps, so. Oh, yeah, I watched, I watched some old Game Grumps when I get ready for work in the morning I, I watched it like when it very first started like when they had only like 16 videos they were doing like Mega Man and I think Zelda back when it was just John Tron and Aaron and I watched for years well maybe a year or two and then just kind of stopped because it was too much of it to keep up with but eh, I'm going back and watching some of the series I missed and it's still funny yeah they still do this wow can't speak did they do the same format has they do now where they just you know sit down and play video games and shoot yeah it's, it's always been just that but i mean now there's more people involved obviously and they got a little more variety and like the thing i was watching this morning is just danny doing a playthrough of of space quest one by himself and it's it, like at first i was like oh, that sounds like any other playthrough but it's it's their personalities that's the reason you watch game grumps you can watch these games played anywhere it's just i'm interested to hear what john or aaron or, or ross or danny or whoever what they have to say about these games and sometimes they get off on tangents and that's the best part so what i like about uh danny is that he sucks at video games and he's really good at some retro games yeah but like when he uh when they played dark souls like uh was it aaron who's a ego raptor yeah he is good at video games and when he's playing Dark Souls, he's really good. But like when he has Danny play, Danny sucks. Yeah. And I just love Danny's like personality or like commentating while uh, Aaron is playing. But yeah, Game Grumps is cool, man. I used to uh, listen to Game Grumps when I was at Best Buy when we had no customers. I turned that shit on. It was good times. Yep. Uh, what I played. All last night was the division, and finally got to level thirty, which is the cap in the game. 
uh, me and my friends, Mark and Jeff, uh, helped me out, uh, pretty much. I was an escort, pretty much, because I couldn't shoot, because if I tried to engage with enemies, they would kill me instantly. So, <laughs> so I kind of just piggybacked off of them for a while. And then we played, like, the Dark Zone area. And the Dark, dark Zone area is where you do a lot of PvP stuff. So you go into Dark Zone, you collect, like, Dark Zone loot, and then you have to extract the uh, loot through a helicopter. And when that happens, um, some of the players go rogue. And when you have a rogue agent, they try to kill you to steal your loot. Rude. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of rude, and there's still cheaters everywhere. Uh, just like in the uh, when the game game first came out. And speaking of the division, um, Ubisoft actually announced, like actually during a week, through a tweet saying, "Hey, we're working on Division Two. And uh, a lot of other games did the same thing. I think Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Oh, uh, yeah. That's confirmed. Yeah, that got confirmed. And I I believe there was something else. I don't know. But uh, E3 is around the corner. We have like, what's today, March, April, May, We have three more months. (laughs) But uh, to me, that's like around the corner. It's kind of like Christmas in a way. Um, Yesterday, I also played Fortnite with Adam. Adam actually had time to play video games. Oh, I thought he was dead. <laughs> For a good hour. Um, I like Fortnite better than PUBG. I, I don't know what it Seems is. like most people are starting to. I, I read that the, the numbers had surpassed well, PUBG. To, to kind of give you an idea what, like, the, uh, on Twitch, how many people are playing it, you have over 300,000 concurrent people streaming it and playing it on Twitch. And, and then you have 50,000, uh, which is in PUBG. That used to be Switch uh, about like a couple of months ago. PUBG was at uh, 200 people, 200,000 people playing, and Fortnite was the 50,000. So the tide has turned on that one. Yeah. Or as Michael Scott has uh, turned the tables or something like that <laughs> in the office. Kind of, it's kind of unfortunate in a way because PUBG had such a small team that I think it got too popular too fast and they couldn't keep up with it. Whereas Fortnite, from the get go, was designed by a bigger studio and they had everything in place and they were ready for success. Yeah, well, the problem is, is because of their small team and because of the success that they're having, is they're thinking about too much stuff dude they want to make a mobile game which fortnite is doing by the way already um yeah isn't isn't PUBG mobile in china right yes so no, the, that's weird. the because blue blue hole is a uh, chinese company um oh. so that kind of makes sense in a way but you're doing like all this other stuff like it, it, again it's a game of service again where you're you have this early access game everybody liked it and now it's like they're expanding like it's never it's it's final form is probably not going to be ready until two years and it's sad in my opinion while fortnite on the other hand came from a game that was not uh battle royal from the get-go it was just a game where you you know made a fort and you were fending off like zombies and monsters and shit and because of the battle royal thing, they were like, Let, "Let's do it for free," 
And look at them, man. They're doing awesome. So good for them. Yep. On another note, uh, Square Enix had a uh, sale this week, and I could not pass up uh, buying near Otama. Otamata, uh, however you say it. it I've was, heard Otamata, Automata, um, all kinds of. No one knows. Yeah, I bought it for $30. So I, I was like, that's a steal. I don't know when the next time this game's going to go on sale. So I had, to, I had to snag it. I didn't play it yet. Because there's a lot of games I want to get to. I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, my game taste is kind of changing a little bit. Yeah, I'm playing a division. Yeah, I'm playing Fortnite, which are shooters. But I'm getting more interested in games that I really never got into. Like Skyrim. Um, more RPGs I'm getting into. JRPGs. The only Good. the only JRPGs I, like, I actually played was... The old Final Fantasy turn-based games. Oh, speaking of that, I played, finally, the Octopath Traveler demo. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? I fucking love the art style. Yeah, I love the art style, too. I, lo- I love the music. It kind of brings me back to Final Fantasy music. Mm-hmm. The only thing I have to say is, like, the dialogue. <laughs> they were, I was like, maybe it's just a demo, and maybe it was, like, the beginning of the game where it kind of, like, intro and everything. But I was like, okay, I get it. You're like this soldier in this town. Can I please go fight things? Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be long winded. Mm-hmm. And, and there's voice acting, by the way. Well, partial yeah. voice acting. Um, I love the battle system. I think the battle system is good. Uh, made by the people who made Bravely Default, and that has one of the best JRPG fighting systems from the last like decade. Yeah, and you can tell by the art style too with bravely default. Totally. Yeah, so that that was a thing. Um, I also been looking into some MMOs that I never thought I would be interested in, and then that's Final Fantasy oh, fourteen. You lost me. <laughs> uh, my friends actually uh, play Final Fantasy fourteen, and they nonstop talk about it, and there's. They they added guns into Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'm like that's a win win for me, I guess. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Uh well that that's because of uh Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh I forgot that one character who had a gun. Procto, I think, whatever. Yeah, Procto had a had a gun. I mean there's guns in lots of Final Fantasies, it's just Final Fantasy fourteen I thought was in or no, which which one's in e- Evilise or whatever, the tactics world? I might know the 12s there. I don't, whatever. Never mind. Forget I said anything. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, what's great about Final Fantasy 14 is that you could have, like, you could change your class. So you're not, like, stuck with one character and be like, oh, man, I'm a ranger or I'm a uh, a tank class in some way. It's like you could change throughout the game. So I thought that was cool. Um, Have I been watching anything? Um, Not really. I mean... Yeah, nothing really besides this week's uh, movie of the week. Which, by the way, I didn't say it from the beginning, is The African Queen on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So, um, I say we get right uh, straight into it. Andy? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, your pick was The African Queen, so I'm going to let you kind of explain. Or we could, you know, talk about how we felt about the movie first before we go into spoiler territory. 
Well, let's. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard of it, this movie's kind of famous, I guess, right? It's got Humphrey Bogart and Katherine Hepburn in it. It's from 1950 something, 51. Yeah, 51. Um, it takes place in 1914 when the First World War breaks out, and they're in German East Africa. But Katherine Hepburn is a British miss- missionary with her brother, and Bogart is a Canadian who, for all intents and purposes, in 1914 is pretty much a British citizen, I guess. Yeah. And he he has a ship, or not ship, a boat. It's an important distinction. He has a boat, the African Queen, that goes up and down the river and brings them supplies and junk and goes to a mine, a Belgian mine. Actually and, actually filmed in Africa, by the way. Yeah, yeah, big parts of this were actually filmed in Africa. This is when this is like the the classic, the golden age of Hollywood or whatever. When when they had to put huge, huge bars on the poster that said color by Technicolor. Oh my god, it's in color. I want to go see that. Yeah. Stars bigger than life. There were some scenes where, like, oh, they're you know in front of a screen and shit in a studio. Clearly, yeah. There's yeah. some there's some rear screen projection in this movie, but. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the whole uh, World War One setting because they don't go deep into like what happened in World War One. You kind of just see the Germans show up out of nowhere, and uh, Germans in this movie are fucking assholes. Yeah. They just come into town and they just fucking burn it and everything. And uh, the Reverend, did he just go crazy because of it? I was thinking about it. If you recall, when he was like, what's the meaning of this? The guy hits him in the head with the butt of his rifle. Mm -hmm. I think he got hit in the head too hard, you know, and it kind of, you know, messed him up a little bit. Because he starts to be, he he gets a fever and he gets real delusional and then he just kind of dies. So I think, I think he died from the head injury. It's a shame. Um, I do like Charlie, who is Mr. Aldright, or Ald. I don't know what his name, but his name is Charlie. <laughs> she, she says it like a hundred times. All nut. All nut. Mr. All nut. Uh-huh. This. Mr. All nut. Mr. All nut. The first third of the movie where they call each other uh, Mr. All nut and and whatever he's calling her, ma'am or something. At the end of every sentence, it gets so so tiring. Yeah, it it got it, it was said too many times that in my brain I just kind of shut it off because it was annoying and I liked how uh Charlie was getting sick of it because he's like I'm over here it's not like I can go anywhere else just just yeah. say Yeah. I I like the old boat by the way. I kind of like the the boiler on it, the steam and everything. Uh just a raggedy old boat. And you have your raggedy old captain. And I liked how uh, Charlie said that he's a Canuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, it, it was a romance, this movie. Like, you would think that there would be some action, I guess, because you have Germans in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a romance, but man, they really, like... There's, like, a scene where the movie's like, oh, I'm sick of this shit, this is a romance now. And it just, like... And then they they fall in love. <laughs> it's a gay movie. That's fine. It's, do whatever you want. It's, it's just a it, It's very very abrupt. It, yeah, it, it, she kind of goes from zero to uh, one hundred, being like, "Oh, we're we're a thing now." And like at a point where they're having their first fight, they're like, "Oh, we're we're having our first quarrel." 
And I was like, whoa, she's kind of moving too fast right now. I I the the chemistry between these two characters were I think great, which made yeah. me uh more excited to watch the movie in a sense. Because if it didn't have good chemistry, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you guys are fucking in love and shit. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, then the movie would be unwatchable. Because that's all the movie is: is it's these two characters on a boat. Like, there's at the beginning, they're in the village, and at the end. I guess spoiler alert. They're on the what was it called? The the started with an L. The the, the German ship. The Louisa. And there's, there's other characters then. Yeah, Louisa. That's yeah. it. But other than that, it's just the two of them on a boat on a river in Africa by themselves. There's some crocodiles and some hippos, but that's it. Like if if the two of them talking was boring, this movie would be worthless. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of comedy and stuff. Um I like the whole when the boiler is starting to act up, the, he just kicks it. He kicks it. <laughs> like, that's your typical, like, rinky-dinky sh- uh, boat, and he just needs to get it going again. Apparently there was a screwdriver dropped in there. That's why it does that all the time. Yeah, he said one of, the, one of, one of his boys, one of the guys working on it that ran off. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the bit like the first scene when they're in the church and they're they're like singing in their own native language and the other British uh, the British people are just singing? They're doing their best. Yeah, I I, I laughed a little bit. That was funny. Yeah, because it's just like mumble and all that stuff. And then uh, Charlie comes and he just throws his cigar and like everybody went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like kind of a weird scene, and I I guarantee. Uh, in today's world, I, you wouldn't see that scene. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, it's not that it's, it's not that it's like spiteful or anything. But I think, I think people would be. I mean, it is weird that they go out of their way to depict the Africans that way. But I guess I, I, I think it's it that way. I don't know. I wonder. I think it's because we talk about it so much today that ah. it it would pretty much be like, oh, that's not in good taste right now but like back then i guess it wasn't they didn't really care because during that time there was still like civil rights movements and shit so i don't know anyway um (laughs) i like how the germans like their accent kept on changing i don't know if you noticed that yeah, they were clearly not played by real Germans. One of them had a real German name, so maybe he was, but most of them, yeah, I, I did notice that. They didn't seem to have any consistency in the way they were speaking. Yeah, and the whole um, getting from point A to point B was kind of weird to me because I was like, all right, they're going down these rivers and stuff, and he's saying it's dangerous, which it was a little bit because they had clearly. to yeah, cause they had to go p- past like the... Uh, the rapids and all that stuff, and then you had the Germans shooting with snipers and shit. Yeah, the fort. Yeah. Um, would you? Did you get pissed off at uh, Rose? Pretty much being like, we need to go torpedo something. Yeah, I mean, she's she's a total bitch. The first half of this movie, like, we need to go do this. Oh, you need to serve your country and stuff. And it's clear that she just wants revenge for what happened to her brother. Mm-hmm. Like she says, it's out of a out of a sense of patriotism, and they need to help the war, 
and he's in it too because he's a Canadian again, Canadian basically, British in 1914, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's clear she just wants revenge. You know what they say about revenge? If you go looking for revenge, you should dig two graves or whatever. And you know they they almost die. What fucking six times in this movie? Yeah, and she got like so excited when they went through the white waters of the river, which is the the rapids and all that stuff, because all the currents and shit. Mm. And she's like, "Let's go on again." And he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> that part was funny though. I did laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like they made their own torpedoes. And by the way, like was torpedoes not a thing in 1914? I mean, clearly it was because she knew what it was. I mean, U-boats. Yeah, they had to be because U-boats were a major force in the First World War. Well, the reason why I ask is, um, I know we're jumping around, but when they were on the Louisa, like she was explaining these torpedoes, and the Germans are like, "What is this? How'd you do it?" Well, because normally a torpedo has like, I mean, uh, Charlie explains it. It's got like gyroscopes and all the fucking propulsion, a little engine, and all this other shit. He hmm. didn't. He couldn't truly make a torpedo. It was more an improvised explosive. But he, you know, he rigged it up pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when they were getting shot from the fort and stuff, I'm like, they're hitting the explosive like a thousand times. Why aren't they blowing up? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that part where they were getting yeah. shot at. I was like, and like she knew that the sun would like be in their eyes and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, did the the, the Germans did they use uh, the Africans as like part of their army during 1914? I don't remember. I think. Oh, excuse me. Oh, another early morning show, folks. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think all the colonial forces did that. I mean, they would recruit natives. They didn't want to ship a bunch of people there just to be in their military. So yeah, they probably had a lot of people in their military. They were trying to train up, and you'll notice that the boats were crewed by native africans as well so mm-hmm. but yeah that makes sense yeah it sucks like in the beginning what they did is like they the african uh armies and stuff were like taking their own people and the only thing i can guess is was like executing them if they didn't join i don't know they said they burned their houses so they wouldn't have anything to come back to so that makes me think that they're alive somewhere they might have rounded them all up and they're like all right, you're on our side now. Maybe they started training the men as soldiers or something. I don't know. That's 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 a historical thing that didn't play into the story too much. I I'm glad to see. Yeah, like we said, it wasn't really more of the war. Like they were there, but the main focus was uh, the two characters. And... Yeah, the war was a framing device. Like they had to blow up this boat that's on a lake. Like the river leads down to this big lake in inland africa and if the british forces can get across the lake then they can fight the the german army who is being a dick and wreaking havoc in german east africa the but they can't get across the lake because the germans brought this steam it's not a frigate it's something smaller but they brought it over in sections and then rebuilt it in this lake so they can command the lake and it's a six pound gun in it and if they try to cross the lake then they just get they just get sunk and then surrounding it is just like a ton of forest that it would take them forever to hack their way through. Yeah, getting back to like uh, Rose having like this revenge uh, path and stuff. There were many times in the film was like, 
all right, you know, this is a beautiful place. Why don't we just stay here and not do the thing? And then they go down a waterfall and they're like propeller thing like breaks and shit and uh, like at that point it'd be like all right this is a sign we need to stop doing this and she's like oh why don't you weld it <laughs> and i'm like this is signs like you're gonna die <laughs> maybe so don't i don't know you, you say it's signs and then basically um god saves them at the end when they get caught in the grass yeah and then it's like the sun shines through the clouds and it rains real hard and it pulls them out to the lake. Oh man, that seems stupid. Yeah. What I didn't really understand that scene. Like, I got it that it was hard to breathe. Um, but were they dying because they couldn't breathe that much? That? I, th- I think, yeah, I think it was partially that it was just super hot and they were exhausted because they'd been pushing their way through all that mud and grass and, and stuff. And the, the, the boat got stuck and they were just. So they went to sleep just because, you know, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Assuming, oh, this is probably, we're near the end. And then they, they get on the lake and everything's okay. Yeah. God saved them. Yeah, pretty much. And, and then, is there anything else before we kind of near to the end and talk about that? Because, I mean, the shots of, like, all the crocodiles and animals and stuff, uh... I thought <laughs> the one of those shots of crocodiles were scary. There was like fucking eight of them, and they were all like seven feet long. Jesus Christ! Eight of them. I think there were like twenty of them. Because <laughs> like every time he looked at the crocodiles, they were coming in, and I forgot what he said. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be food, all right," or something like that. And he points out to uh, the crocodiles. Um. But I like the sound effects too, <laughs> especially his stomach growling. Yeah, you could tell it's like you could tell it was guy going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, and just the dialogue. He's like, "Do you want some bread?" He's like, "Yeah, that'd be nice." <laughs> How about two? <laughs> he should have stayed for dinner, but I get it. He had he had a job to do. Yeah. Um, they were working on a bridge, if I was correct, right? Or a mine? No, he said he said he had come over from Canada with a bunch of other Canucks to work on a bridge, and after that, he had stayed and bought this boat. Now he's doing this. He was going up the river to a Belgian um, mining camp. That's why he had all the explosives because he was supposed to deliver it to them. Yeah, and he was he was delivering the mail to that uh, to British people, so. But anyway, they they go th- through this reed, which uh, Andy was talking about, and they were about to die, and then all of a sudden God saved them and put them out into the lake. And uh, the, there is the Louisa, and uh, Charlie's like, oh man, he's, they're going about 12 knots, so they're going really fast and stuff. And they kind of backtracked to the read. I'm like, well, didn't you just die back there? <laughs> why, why are you, I, I get it that you don't want to die with the Germans, but yeah, they died. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, then she had a bright idea. Like, let's go at night. And Charlie's like, Oh, this is going to be a one man job. And she's like, yeah, that, that's why I'm going to do it. And you're going to be, and they have like this, like couples argument. And, Pretty much, they they're both gonna go do this mission because one guy has to kick the 
the engine while the other one steers. So they they agree on that, and then the storm happens, and the boat just goes uh, flips over, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Then God says, "No, no, no let's, okay. Now I'm gonna be a jerk." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, she like drifts off, and he thinks that she's dead, I guess, or drowned. Yeah, he assumes. I mean, it's it's not that bad of an assumption, judging from the storm and. And then uh, the Germans uh, capture him, and they're interrogating him, and he's saying, you know, I was just fishing. And they're like, well, how are you fishing? He's like, well, I swam here, or something like that. And um, they kept on repeating, like, if you lie, you're going to get hanged. (laughs) And he's like, I don't care, I was fishing. Yeah, I think he assumed... Like he was upset because she he thought she was dead, and also he assumed he was they were just gonna hang him anyway, so fuck him. Yeah, and I don't know what annoyed me. I don't know because I don't know what Germans looked like when they were on a ship, a warship maybe. So I don't know if because they just looked like sailors from the the Second World War Two. So I don't know what their uniform was like, but I felt like their uniform in that scene was out of place. I don't know. If I, mean, you... I assume they wore similar uniforms, military uniform. Yeah. Or did you want them to wear swastikas? No, no, no. I... The First World War, they probably just dressed like regular naval officers. True. I don't know. I maybe I'm just getting like I. I was guessing like maybe. Fuck it, forget it. <laughs> you wanted them to look more evil. Well, no, the, the the big guy seemed a little bit evil, kinda. The guy with the mustache. Yeah. The captain. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she shows up, uh, and he gets excited. And he's like, "Oh, Rosie!" And like, they punch him and like, "Get the fuck down!" <laughs> <laughs> and she explains everything. She's like, "Yeah, we were gonna fucking sink you." And because uh, they were questioning him because they thought he was a British spy. And in reality, both of them are not British spies. They were, She was just on a revenge mission to sink them. Yeah, I guess that would constitute them being saboteurs, though, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, the Germans decide to hang him anyway. Which, coming to think about it, like, that mission was stupid. <laughs> it's like they sink the ship, then what? I kept wondering that too, because when they were fighting, and they were like, "This is a this is one man mission. Someone's gonna have to stay behind." I kept thinking, "Well, what's that person gonna do?" And then I started realizing, "Oh yeah, but if they blow up the the African queen, what are they gonna do anyway?" I can't remember if at some point they said, "And then we can walk to whatever." Like I guess there's probably settlements around the lake. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I don't. I don't know. I wondered that too. So, what the hell are they going to do now? Because I guess the, even at, even at the end of the movie, like where did they swim to? Yeah, I guess the original plan was they were just going to have the the African Queen be the torpedo itself, and then crash into the ship, and then it blows up, kind yeah. of thing. And then I guess he would swim back to shore, and they would all meet up, uh, rendezvous somewhere. But uh, yeah, they. She explains everything. She they explain how they make the torpedoes, and they were both sentenced to be hanged. 
I thought this was real funny where Charlie's like, I have one last request before you hang us. Can you marry us? Yeah. And I thought the delivery was great from the German. He's like, all right, you guys are together. Now let's proceed with the fucking hanging. <laughs> yeah. Instead of saying you may now kiss the bride, he says now on with the execution. <laughs> yeah. And at this very moment, you could see it in the shot, which I thought was kind of stupid in a way. Like there's always a lookout on a, on a ship to see what's ahead of them. So like another Titanic won't happen. <laughs> And uh, happened. Yeah, it had. Yeah, it had. Yeah. And uh, I assume they were all wrapped up with the execution. All the officers were like doing important shit so they could kill these two British people. Yeah, I guess they were just trying to make the Germans look dumb. But uh, I mean, yeah, total Deus Ex Machina at the end. They just accidentally run into the capsized African queen and it blows up. Yeah. (laughs) And then they live happily ever after, I guess. They're married now. Mr. Yeah, now they're married. And that's how it ends. And yeah, they just, they just swim off screen and that's it. I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. I thought, um, oh, it's going to be this romance. It's an old, it's an old movie. So it's going to be like, it's going to drag out like it usually does. Yeah, I, I was real worried when I chose it. Like, I kind of chose it, like, I guess we'll do this. I saw it was only an hour and 45 minutes long. And I said, well, at least it's not long. We can manage it. Because I know it's a classic movie, but every once in a while I'll watch a truly classic movie and be like, okay, I don't, I don't see what the, the big hype is all about. And I only had one friend that, oh, to my knowledge, only one friend that had seen this movie. And I said, what do you think about the Afri- African Queen after I'd chosen it? Because I wanted to tell him, oh, you should watch the, you should listen to the show. We're going to talk about this movie. He said, eh, I didn't like it. Uh, uh, Hepburn's just a total bitch in the movie and something, something. I was like, oh, well, fuck. Now Doves is going to be angry at me because I chose the stinker. But I don't know. I really liked it. Like, I think I think you made the best point. Um, the chemistry between the two of them makes the whole movie. Like, it's it's interestingly shot. And I'm sure in 1951, when people were seeing all these shots of crazy africa that was really interesting and stuff but yeah it's just the two of them are really good now i'm not saying it's like i have to admit there were about 10 times watching this movie or i was like man i really want to just go watch casablanca because you know that movie's the best or um i i realized when i was getting ready before the show uh john houston the guy who directed this also directed treasure of the sierra madre which also has humphrey bogart in it and he is an asshole in that movie that movie is also awesome but i kept thinking oh, i kind of want to watch this other stuff but no this was really good i'm glad i've seen it like i'm not going to rush out and buy it on blu-ray but yeah it's a pretty good movie mm-hmm. I, I definitely do recommend this movie um it kind of gives you a little history a little bit not too much on world war one yeah totally because because america wasn't in the war yet so we don't really learn about most of the first world war in school like we we know that <coughs> excuse me we know that some archduke archduke got shot and then all of europe and africa and india and wherever went to war but that's kind of what we really learned and i'm not saying you learn a lot from this too it's just interesting it's an interesting setting that we're not used to seeing in american fiction yeah when they're flipping through the newspaper they were actually showing like real articles that were happening in war one one um and also I like how Charlie, like, nonchalant said, oh, yeah, there's a war happening. It's- yeah, like, he's on his way out the door, and he's like, yeah, there might be a trouble with the war going on. And they're like, wait, what? 
there's a war between who? And I laughed when he said between who, and I was like, everybody, dude, everyone's at war. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the main people are the Germans and the, the British, but like there's, there's Spain, Italy, you know, the little guys, <laughs> they're in it too. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it, I guess. And you got to think, you know, they're in Africa, so like the news is not really that yeah, great. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have a radio or a TV or the internet or anything. It's, yeah. yeah, so that, that was pretty good. And like I said, the chemistry between them, uh, it kept me interested throughout the movie. Yeah. And uh, I do recommend it, so. I recommend it too. It's, it's good. Yep. Uh, as long as it's on Netflix. Yes. Speaking of Netflix, next week's movie of the week is going to be the outsider uh starring jared leto and the synopsis i read was after world war ii it talks about stuff that happens in japan with the triads and how that got formed and everything oh it's based on a stephen king novel yeah so it's the only thing i'll say negative right now is that it's two hour movie but i read I read the review. It's normal movie length nowadays. Yeah, but some people, you know, these days, they like to have, like, a quick movie and stuff sometimes. Oh, my God. This movie has a 30 on Metacritic. Uh, Yeah, yeah. The the critic score is not that great, but... I mean, that's fine. We've watched... We watched fucking Santa Buddies, so, you know, I'm not not too worried about quality. That's part of why I chose African Queen, is I want to... I want to get all over the place. I don't want to just watch the same kind of stuff here. Hey, it says people who liked this also liked Annihilation, and I loved Annihilation, so that's a good sign. Yep. And I I read the reviews on actual Netflix, too, and they're like, I don't get the critic score. This is amazing, so... Um... That's next week's uh, movie, but uh, quick news to talk about, Andy. What's happening in Soul Calibur? Who's the new oh, character? Uh, th- this was this morning. We were talking about it before the show. We're like, hey, we'll mention it on the show. Uh, Geralt from the, the Witcher is going to be a guest character in Soul Calibur 6. You know, Soul Calibur always has guest characters. Last time they had Star Wars, or was that 4? Was it? Soul Calibur 4. I haven't played one since. Like, yeah, it's three. 4. Like they had on PlayStation, it was Darth Vader. And on Xbox, it was Yoda. Yoda. But yeah, uh is going to be in the new one, which is perfect. It's fucking Soul Calibur. They use weapons. Geralt uses two or more swords. So, awesome. Oh, and we were just talking about how we were, there was no news. We didn't talk about this last week because we did the show in the morning uh, uh, instead of night. Um, the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> To talk about really quickly wait didn't we talk about nintendo direct last no we said it was coming up yeah right yeah, yeah we... that's right so let's get this right out of the way smash is coming yay smash brothers <laughs> um speaking of guest characters i guess that's probably what we got you off on that huh yeah um i'm excited that the squid kids are gonna be in it yeah um do you think it's it's a port of smash 4 or do you think it's a new game 4.5 yeah, that's what I've been saying. Four point five. It's gonna be, it'll be, it'll stages, be improved. Stages and there's gonna be new characters. People are actually zooming in on the. <laughs> oh yeah, the silhouette. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's all characters you knew were gonna be in it anyway. It looks like Solid Snake is gonna come back with one of the silhouettes that they were looking at. That would be cool, but I mean, that could be any humanoid figure. I feel like. I feel like Konami is gonna like 
uh, let you have the Metal Gear Five Solid Snake, or uh, maybe I don't know how they feel about Metal Gear Five nowadays. Like, I mean, Survive came out and everyone hated it. I mean, people hated it anyway, just because of how they treated Kojima and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then critics tried to play it critically just to be like, okay, is this a good game? Apparently, it's legitimately garbage. So that's hilarious. Ha ha on Konami. Hashtag fuck Konami. Yes. But I wonder if they, I don't know, it, it seems like. It seems like they would go to Nintendo, but hey, you should use Solid Snake again, and then just give us a check. Mm -hmm. They they seem like the company that would make that decision. Plus, um, I mean, not that it matters anymore with people like Cloud and stuff in the game, but um, Metal Gear Solid One Snake has been on a Nintendo console. Metal Gear Solid Five Snake has not. But yeah, whatever. True. Very true. Of course, there's always the player one, player two version. Like they had Advent Children Cloud, and they had. Uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2, Bayonetta, and stuff like that. So, I don't know. But it, basically, I think I was talking to you about this. I mean, all bets are off on characters in Smash Brothers. They can do whatever the fuck they want now, apparently. Yeah, well, the, um, one of the announcements in the Direct is that uh, the Crash trilogy is going to come to Switch, which is amazing. Insane trilogy. Yeah, with the Crash Bandicoot being in Smash would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pick it up on PlayStation 4, so I'm definitely getting Crash on my Switch so that I could play it on the go. That's down the road for me, maybe. I have a lot of nostalgia from playing those games with my sister growing up. But also, and this one is even more speculative, but man, it's fun to think about. Uh, they're making a Solaire amiibo for the Dark Souls port on Switch. Mm -hmm. What if Solaire was in Smash Brothers? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good guess because the silhouette that kind of looks like snake could be that <laughs> yeah it's just it's just a humanoid figure it could be anything it could be it could be john madden for all we know i don't think yeah do you th this is kind of jumping to e3 again but do you think mother 3 is going to be announced at e3 it's a matter of time M mother 3 is coming to the switch and if it didn't nintendo is just leaving money on the table yeah and they and just when are they going to do it they better announce some form of virtual console if it's with the online service i'll be happy I think, with that I think nintendo's smart in that they're trying to space out big events like right now they want to focus on that kirby game coming out but before this they were focusing on oh there's a bayonetta port and some other garbage like they're gonna each month they want to have something big so when there's a bit of a lull i think that's when we'll see earthbound hit that's kind of why i was thinking summer because after E3, it's just up and up and up until Christmas. And then, at, you know, at that point, they're going to be... Smash Brothers is coming out this year, they said. Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year. Um, there's, a, there's a few other things. They're going to want to cluster those around Christmas. So this summer, they're going to have to fill the void with something. Yeah, I definitely... Oh, my voice corrected. I definitely think uh, Smash is going to be a holiday thing. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely. If, if they just announced it with a teaser... I, November, probably. And when Nintendo gives out a year or even a date, they always show up on that promise. That yes, yeah. I think I think Smash Four got delayed once, if I recall properly. I can't remember. I feel like they delayed it, but then they said, "Oh, the 3DS version will be out on time, and if you buy both, you'll get these perks." Yeah, I think it was only like delayed a month. It wasn't that much. It, it wasn't. It wasn't too much. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo's typically, typically pretty good about release dates. Typically, always. Yeah, to quickly go, they, uh, they talked about Kirby. Uh, 
they went into really uh, depth with Mario Aces, which I'm kind of excited about, by the way. I can't decide. Apparently, there was going to be like a demo or a live period where you could try it. I was definitely going to do that because I don't know if that game's for me or not. I really like the Mario sports games, especially the Mario baseball games. Those things are fun as hell. But I'm at Mario Golf, too. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see about it. I feel the same way about um, a couple other things. Oh, they're going to have that single-player expansion for Splatoon 2, though. I'm getting that, that's for sure. Yeah, and there was, like, people were, like, showing, like, oh, look, it's Biggie and Tupac, and I'm like, I don't care. I mean, it's cool that they kind of give a homage to it, but I was like, all right, cool. Um, but interested about the expansion, by the way. I like the yeah. subway uh maps and stuff so that looks cool so quickly no more heroes they showed uh, some gameplay i was like oh this looks cool especially for a switch title yeah i've been excited about that since they announced it from the get-go uh oh my god uh, travis touchdown is one of the best he's one of my favorite protagonists he's just hilarious mm-hmm. a bunch of ports uh hyrule warriors is going to be coming back um they they dated it rather. They'd already announced it, but now it's gonna date. Yeah, I for, I I forgot all the dates, but they did uh, talk about Octopath Traveler that they, they had a date and they showed more jobs about it. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, they're porting Crash. They're porting. I mean, Dark Souls we already knew, but they talked about the Amiibo. Um, South Park. Yeah, yeah, they're porting South Park. I was excited about that at first. I was gonna buy it, but nah, I can't afford it yet. It comes out next month. Yeah, and. I was actually like watching like reactions and hearing everybody's Twitter and everybody was like ripping on it. It was like, it was boring. I'm like, what, what were people expecting? Were they expecting well, to put their load out at this time? Right that, when E3 happens? This is all perfect stuff for the switch. I want to play all of this stuff on the switch. Chef park is a turn-based RPG and it's kind of short form and it's hilarious. That's, that's perfect. Now I can play that on the go. Um, Dark Souls, the Switch needed a game like that. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, that's just, that's a delight anytime. And, you know, a new Smash Brothers, come on, guys, shut up. They announced a new Smash Brothers. What the fuck else do you want? Yeah, and I, I was explaining to you, uh, like, when they said we had one more announcement and then, like, uh, Splatoon character Squid Kids came <laughs> yeah. up, I was like, I was pissed. I was like, I don't want to hear about any more of this. And then it got dark, and then the logo happened. I was like... That teaser is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It, it was really good. It was a good swerve. Like, I was like, oh, shit, it's Smash. What the fuck? So, yeah, the, the, in my opinion, I thought the Direct was cool because I there were games where I didn't play it on Wii U because I just didn't want to play that horrible system. <laughs> it was just... I liked the games that were on there. I just didn't like the whole big tablet thing and all that stuff. I like the Wii U. <laughs> uh, another news, really quickly. Um, Drake, the rapper, uh, was playing with one of his Twitch streamer called Ninja, and he got him up to six hundred thousand uh, viewers. And apparently, Ninja got a hundred k subs, which is four ninety nine per sub. So just think about that math real quickly. So, um, looks like Fortnite. Uh, got a big opening of more people because of Drake and also Twitch. So, quick little happy news, I guess, for that Twitch streamer and, you know, publicity. Speaking of streamer 
in streaming. Um, Dub streams all the time, but just a little bit of shameless self-promotion. I started streaming again when I have time. I don't have any kind of schedule, but, you know, maybe watch out for that if you like seeing me and listening to me do things. Where do you stream? Um, uh, God damn, I can't remember what my Twitch URL is. I stream both on YouTube and Twitch. YouTube, it's just Cliche Mustache. On Twitch, I think it's Cliche Mustache Gaming, because Cliche Mustache was taken. Yeah. Um, That's kind of my brand name. I'm not married to it, but it's something I can usually get on most platforms. Cliche Mustache. I'll put in the details of what his uh, his Twitch and YouTube streaming is so that you can click on it. Yay. And uh, he, he plays retro games and some new games, so check him out he's he's a cool guy um other than that i think we will end it um remember everybody next week's uh movie of the week is the outsider on netflix make sure you watch it and then come see episode 33 and then we'll talk about it see what we thought about it uh if you have any comments on it please comment below on our episodes uh but thanks for listening to episode 32 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. We are also on Podbean and iTunes. Our Podbean link is btilp.podbean.com. Our Twitter is B- <laughs> btilpod. And we stream uh, on Twitch, which is New Dub's Order. And on that note, everybody, I wish you a good day and a good night. Mm. Thanks for listening. Yep, and thanks for listening. Bye.